This is Unique Radio. Follow us on social media at We Unique Radio. That's We Unique Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Unique Radio. And we got a couple of special guests tonight. Of course, we got Jimmy behind the boards. What's going on, everybody? And I got to introduce my man is a renaissance booze man. The owner of Harlem Standard. Everyone applaud for my man, Brian DeMarco. Yep, 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 yep. And he also has a, a good friend of mine as well, Joseph Stores Zinger. There you go. You I got, got it. it right. You got it right. All right, no problem. So, so I like to just call him Joe. Right. Is that all right, Joe? That's right. All right, cool. <laughs> so we got a really good uh, special show tonight. Um, everyone knows that I love to drink wine. And... You That's know, the truth. I, I like to have my cocktails. Is this why you fixed my car? Yes. That was one of the... <laughs> so this is a long story. So we're going to get it. And actually, it's not a long story, but this is how we got to this point. So Joe uh, puts a... Uh, he DMs me on Instagram. And he goes, hey, you know, I got a friend of mine that needs something done. You remember me from Vic Latino. Big shout to Vic Latino. Now... Vic, don't worry. There'll be another hurricane coming. Right. <laughs> Relax. You ain't got to tease everybody with all the shopping you were doing over there. Exactly. You know, board, yeah. board I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look at those steel shutters. They're not even steel. Those are aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout to Vic. Uh, but, What's uh, up, Vic? Yeah, so we got, you know, so so Joe hits me up and he goes, uh, I got a friend of mine that needs a, a Range Rover done. I said, oh, sure, no problem. So he introduces me to Brian and I meet him over at Blackstones. I said, listen, let's meet at Blackstones. It's not that far from the studio. Right. It'd be nice. And of course, they're already at the bar. Yeah, well, Joe. They got, already had a head start. Joe, Joe was like, make sure we're not late. <laughs> On time. You know, Will, Will's an important guy. He may be short, but he's very important. He's very <laughs> exactly. important. <laughs> so we go, we go to the, you know, meet him at the bar and stuff. And of course, uh, I already knew that Brian knew what he was talking about when it comes to wines. Mm. He already, he goes, Will, you don't have to get the most expensive wine. You you just have to know the right wines. So, well, you know, I was intrigued on that. Well, just, I think we'll you know we we had a common bond over cars, and when you said you liked wine and asked you what kind of wine, you you know, there's usually one of four responses, and it's like, do you know Camus Special Select? Do you know Opus One? Do you know, you know? Uh, yes, I did say right. that. So, and I was like, okay, so he likes California cabs. I, I see the kind of wine you like, or at least the kind of wine you think you should like. So that's my first indication in that you've at least experienced good wine. You've tried big reds. You understand what that is. If you had a steak, you know to have a nice red. Mm-hmm. right? So I knew that you knew enough to be dangerous. <laughs> and, we know, and we know a lot about steak. Right. Yes. Well, well he, the, yeah. but the virtue that he said, meet me at the steakhouse, well, we were the, meeting, I, right. I, think, I think that right. was my first clue. Yeah. Right. yeah, and I wound up getting sushi that night too. We all got sushi. I was yes, like, I'm, gonna have steak. I'm like, well, no, shout out to the Scotto family. You know, you do a great job. Everything's mm-hmm. great. That's yep. for sure. uh, and uh, you've been loyal to my company, so I appreciate that. Um, but uh, when Will didn't eat the steak, I said, "Well, he must know something." Let's all order sushi. <laughs> we were no, the, this we steak is great. I just sometimes, yeah, the steak, you know, is just filling. I was like, you know what? We're gonna go with some sushi tonight, and their sushi is really lighter. great. No, yeah. sushi's great at Blackstone. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a great job there. Phenomenal. And I, you know, I didn't want to talk about cars. I know he wanted to talk about cars. Right. And I didn't Brian really wanted to talk about cars. I was like, okay, I want to talk about wines, <laughs> and I want to talk about some whiskey. Right. And and he was like, we want to talk about that too, but I want to talk about my car. So right. I was like, all right, well, let's trade off a little bit here. Yeah. Don't worry. I said, don't worry about your car. And he goes, don't worry about my wine. I'm like, well, I do got to worry about the wine because your car's outside, but I don't see the wine. Right. <laughs> it's funny because that's, I think, what builds those relationships. It's like you being interested in what he has and you're he's interested in what you have. And what better? And here we are today, right? Right. So, well, so, and uh, I think it was also, you know, so the the wine company that I own in, in New York City is, is called Barter House. And the idea of bartering is this notion to trade, the old school. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my version of that is, you, you know, you have wheat, I have corn. And, you know, we make a you deal. You said wheat? Wheat. Oh, wheat. wheat. <laughs> I thought you said weed. I wheat. I'm, I'm not wheat. into that level, but yeah, I, thought, I, don't, I don't smoke That's weed. another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought you said this, this is a family show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but in, in the same way that, you know, your expertise in the cars, just a second nature, 
my my uh, assumption about the wines is second nature and so it, it makes me, not only does it make me happy to help you and, and to teach you um, but I make a customer out of you and so to me that's the, the the ultimate loyalty it's not just friendship it's like this guy thinks enough of what I do to be a customer as, as I thought of you well enough to be a customer of yours yes so that's how this is how you roll in today's world where you know real men are talking to each other and it's like not what can you do for me, what can I do for you, but it's like with the appreciation of yes, what the, the other value one. of the relationship right, exactly. and the value of the friendship. Right. right. And so I saw that with you almost immediately. And, and and I think I'm a pretty good judge of character, but it's not that, you know, you wear a lot of that on your sleeve as I probably wear, you know, some of my elitism, but also my radical humility on my sleeve. And, and part of that is like when you talked about the price of these wines, you know, there's, there's wine for every budget. And, you know, we were having some laughs about like, you know, what, you know, what about Tuesday night, you know, cheeseburgers on the grill? I go, well, that's cheeseburger wine. And you're like, what's cheeseburger wine? I didn't, <laughs> do, I, didn't, do me- I, didn't right. I didn't know what he was talking about. Right. So I said, mm-hmm. well, cheeseburger wine is like Malbec from Argentina. That's like $14.99. It's a juicy Pinot Noir from like the Russian River Valley that you can pick up for 20 bucks. It doesn't have to be these show off wines, but that wine gives you pleasure. You have it with a meal, like maybe because I'm Italian. You know, my perception of drinking is is like, you know, Budweiser and Jack Daniels when I was a kid. But coming up, like my, my my old man was drinking, you know, wine. It was like Gallo and shit, but it was out of right. a it was out of a jelly half it's a jelly jar. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell our yeah, tell our, our audience like how much experience you have in this. I mean, obviously was you just like this is what you started doing when you <clears throat> was younger? I mean, how did well, how did you I, get into the wine business and, and liquor business i mean it's a it's a it's a long story which i can truncate a bit but i think it, it goes to motive and like how did you get in the car business you know the same kind of same thing i was in advertising and i was in a position where i was entertaining a lot i was being entertained a lot um and i probably ate out two or three hundred times a year and so you get to learn how to order, what to do, how to act, how to order wine. You know, when you watch your boss order, you take cues. So I'm like a 20 year old kid working in Manhattan, and I could I had two nickels to scratch together. Meanwhile, I'm at Smith Walensky's and like Rangers games every night on someone else's dime. That's the best. Those are it the is. best jobs. Yeah, and that's there the best dentist too because you're learning something and you're gonna definitely drink well and eat well. Well, what I didn't understand, which I do now, obviously, and I I, I think I, sh- I understood quite shortly after those meetings was two days later that guy calls up and says now i need i need you to buy buy the shit i need to buy ads in my you know my tv shows and my newspapers and my commercials i want you to put your logos in my stadiums there is you know it comes it's not pretty something comes with that something comes with that because they understand the art of the hustle as you do and the hustle is that um you know with advertising or with this idea of of trying to change people's minds or promote something or bring out a new product, it takes a lot of energy to roll that rock up the hill. And so that's why some of these these products you'll see are bloated in price because they've taken so much branding and years and a- of- Advertisement and years, budgets that has been spending right, crazy. Years of work right. to get, so they're $100. So if, you know, not to bore the audience, but like, a, a, like for example, we have a wine here we're, we're drinking right now. Yes. Can, can you explain that to everybody right there? Well, yeah, if you hear clinking, we're uh, what came up with that we're name vibing right, right now. Magna Carta. Well, because well, it, it's the beast. It's like, it is it is the it's the truth. The Magna Carta is like, the, you're laying down the original law. Nice. Um, but like, for example, I'll give you one tip that you don't need to see. So no matter the wine glass, for those of you out there that always think about how much wine you should pour, every glass has a spot that is the widest part of the glass. Mm. Regardless of the size or shape of the glass, there is always a spot that is the widest diameter. You should pour your wine to that spot, even if it looks like it's only a third of the way filled. That's the intention of the wine, of the glassmaker, and that's where you're getting the most air nice. across the surface of the wine, nice. which is which is getting you the most that's exposure. A, that's a pro tip, everybody. Right. Well, I'm just saying because most people are like they go to these places, 
Right. Tap they, it off. They, they, they pay, they're like, they, they fill it up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Listen, I'm on my money's worth. Yeah. Fill it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at home, you don't need to be such a beast because you can just pour it to, you know, like three to four ounces. You're going to get the most air exposed. This is me swirling the glass. And you can hear that. Yeah. And then, it's and a beautiful we, sound. Right. And so we'll get into this wine later. We're, we're not there yet. This is the, this is the king. We're still talking about cheap wines, but. We are drinking a nice wine, everybody. Yes, we are. We have to. This is a very. Yeah. Actually, I need. A, uh, can you get me? A, yeah. Can you pour me a little bit there? Jimmy? I want to try some. Apparently, I poured. It, I, I poured it to Will's sweet spot, and it wasn't enough. No. Let's take a look. Let's go right to that little that's a, barrel. That, that, that's a great tip. I, right I, there. That, that is a great tip. Right there. Tip. Oh yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. And and right. I guess it, it, it the, the difference in glass um, doesn't matter either, as long as you get into that wide, wider spot in the glass. Right, about right there. So the other thing to note is that um, the temperature of wine. You talked about it earlier when you said, hey, this wine was at 50 degrees or 60 degrees. 60, 60 degrees. So, you know, and a lot of the things I'm telling you aren't like, you know, revelations, but they're so simple if you just think about it, how you want to present something. If something is at 55 degrees and 70% humidity, whether it's white or red, that will last 10 times longer than sitting on your shelf or you know, even sitting in your refrigerator. The, you need, the ideal temperature for storage is 55 degrees with 70% humidity. Now, if you want to serve a white wine or a sparkling, it should obviously be colder, but colder. I'm saying, but for storage, right. if, you're, if you're like, I'm not gonna drink that champagne this week, as long as it's at that temperature and there's not like- So 62 warm, you think? Or 55 it should be, a 50, little colder? 55 in storage. storage. Like, now you take it out. I like my red wines to be, in Europe, they call it cellar temperature, but it's cold. You know, it's warm here in America. Mm-hmm. People don't forget that. So right. 80 degrees could be room temperature in South Carolina. That's too hot. Very that hot. One, you're going to get only alcohol in that first sip. So, yeah, right. And, all, and your nose, when you nose a wine and it's too warm, it smells like, you know, advanced alcohol. fruit, alcohol right. and advanced right. fruit. Like right. instead of cherries, right. it's all like plums. Yeah. It's all isolated out. Yeah. I like to call that the uh, backyard barbecue uh, wine <laughs> when it's been sitting out for, you know. Yeah, I can't drink For that. the backyard I'll barbecue. Right and right I take away. that it first turned. sip and it's like, I, whoa. It turned. I have a sense that your backyard barbecue wine, though, is box wine. So I'm going to. Mine? Gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, box wine? Oh, no, not me. No, no. <laughs> not I you, Will. Not you. I will tell you, they they are some. Some brands getting into putting their wines in boxes now. Is that correct? Or well, that that's a whole other show. But honestly, the, the a lot of different packaging. The going efficacy, on right the now. efficacy of that for a a fast moving um, restaurant like a Chinese restaurant when they do a five liter box, that's actually a great package for them. Um, it's a it, it's it makes a lot of sense from a service standpoint. You're not popping bottles, and from an environmental standpoint, you're getting five liters of liquid in one container versus you know six or seven bottles. Right. So I agree with it for the the earth, um, and for you know Chard- uh, Connecticut Chardonnay moms. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Chardonnay moms. I, think, I think that's a good package for them too. Yeah. They put that yeah. in the fridge and just. <laughs> It never goes empty. It's like right. a tap. But listen, it's like the water cooler. Okay, listen, we're going to be right back. We got a couple of tips on some cars, which we're going to go back to whips and also whiskey. Hoteling Group is a full-service insurance brokerage firm with good so far? 20 years What's of experience. The Hoteling Group strives to understand their clients' personal and professional goals and desires. They will advise and guide you on how to secure the most cost-effective insurance program to fulfill your desires, needs, and more so to protect your assets and mitigate your liabilities. The Hoteling Group of products includes life, health, disability, long-term care, property, casualty, and title insurance. The Hoteling Group has been able to build and maintain a diverse client base thanks to their focus on customer service and satisfaction and diligence in every aspect of their work. Their ultimate goal is to find the best product or products for each client's needs at the best price. Visit them online at hg-insuranceservices.com or give them a call at 800-987-1811. We're back, and Bobby Holton, uh, Bobby, actually Bobby Holtown. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby gets mad. When he I teases say, him all the time. I do tease him, Bobby. Yeah. I need some jet tickets. <laughs> Don't forget me, okay? Please, I need to be up in the box. Nice. But um, 
Yes, my yeah. What, hey, it's NFL night. It is. It's Thursday night. NFL. Who's Kick off. Not? You got the flag right there. The, the Bears. Be right there. The Bears. Oh, the Bears and the Packers. Bay, yep. Yep. These well, are, it's Thursday night here. It's Saturday when people are listening. Oh boy, Vicks a bit. That's okay. Yeah, they know what the deal is. It's all good. You these know what these saying? are some of the OG teams of the NFL. These it are, is. You know, these are the best. Yeah, these are the best of the best. I mean, yep. you're talking about the the Giants, uh, the Bears. The Packers. Mm-hmm. These are original teams, though. Yeah. Yeah, these are the original yeah. NFL teams. Yeah. Um, well, the Jets were AFL, but... <laughs> the, Jet- the Jets... The Jets, that's right. the Jets started with Joe Namath. Let's just... Yeah. I think they started, started and finished with Started him. and ended. <laughs> ended over there. Yeah. But hopefully my Jets is back. Hopefully Le'Veon Bell can do something here. Maybe he can, yeah. maybe he can do the... The, the catching, the receiving, the running, the defense, safety. Right. He's going to have to do everything. Right. Pretty much. Shit, he got more money. We yeah. He needs to play a lot more positions. We got to bring him back to Long Island, I think. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, Long Island. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't know if we're going to get that. Yeah. No. But, um... <laughs> we can... We so, can t- tell me a little bit about, um... So... Yeah, the stories. I was in Kentucky, and I was talking to Joe, and he goes, well, you know that we have our... Harlem standard down there. So I'm like, really? So, I mean, they have all different types of bourbons. Like, I went to some really, I love bourbon. really cut place in the basement. Looked like, you know, you go into a lobby, it looked like, a, I don't know, like a, I don't know, like an antique store. And then all of a sudden, there was a secret door that opens up and went downstairs. <sighs> so cool. yeah. it, was, yeah. it was pretty cool. It was downtown by some park at the fireworks because it was the day before 4th of July. Mike took me over there and met a lot of great people. And they had a, this bourbon list was, they had all different type of bourbons. Like, I was like, wow, like this, that's what they drink out there. They're not drinking anything else. And then they showed me the Jack Daniel mansion. Awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was pretty amazing. Like, I didn't know that they had all this stuff going on in Kentucky. I thought it was just horses. (laughs) Well, it's, it's bourbon, it's horses. So is that why the horses run so fast? I mean, they just, they drunk and shit. I don't know. They're drinking a little whiskey. (laughs) They get, they they drinking the whiskey over there. But let me tell you, man, it's pretty serious. Uh, Jim Bean is over there too, I guess. Everybody, any bourbon of, of, of substance is, um, is either made there, sourced there, or from there. Why is that? There's, so all whiskey, um, bourbon, all bourbon is whiskey, whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. bourbon. Mm. And and the idea that the bourbon comes from a place, it's kind of like terroir and French wine. So champagne has to come from champagne. Now, you can make bourbon elsewhere. Um, and one of the prerequisites for, for being bourbon is that the mash bill is 51% corn. So you can have wheat, rye, whatever you want, but it has to be at least 51% corn. And arguably, it should be from these two or three places that they're allowed to make bourbon. Mm, now, right. Tennessee whiskey has to be from Tennessee, obviously, but you can have bourbon from Tennessee. Indiana can make bourbon. Um, Kentucky is the home of bourbon. And this is, you know, this is one of these things we're super proud of, like the horses. And um, it, it has, it comes, it's steeped in heritage and legacy. Mm. And and uh, the way that they make, the, they char the barrels, the way that they make the, the whiskey, the way that they age there's there's a lot of regulation that's been put in place to protect. Um, saying something's American whiskey means it has to be aged a certain time. If you put an age statement on a on a on a bottle, um, so they inspect all of that. Like there's they people do. that do that. They do that, because okay. because if it you're found out, then they they'll pull it all and it all has to be destroyed. Oh, so like wow. you you can get away with. I mean, the old days it didn't matter. Like in bootlegging and mm-hmm. the early days, it just you know it was case basically high-heeled moonshine right right but now the industry is more advanced people are looking for things that they can trust um so you know jack daniels can't really take a lot of risks now they do with their line extensions but mm. jack yeah. daniels has to take like taste like jack daniels always kind, kind of always mm-hmm. right right and has Jim, to be consistent right and jim beam has to, to taste like jim yeah. beam Whereas like some of these smaller houses can make batches and it's single batch, just like Scotch whiskey. Boutique. So, boutique. It's, it's yeah. different. It's different proof. Proof being how much alcohol is in, right. is in the product. How strong they want to make it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's mm-hmm. a rye blend, mm-hmm. a whiskey blend, a wheat blend. So there's a lot more. The whole craft movement that happened in beer. The alchemy of it. Yeah. Is now, yeah. Is, has been happening in whiskey for some time, but is really at its apex right now. They take it really serious there. Like yeah. they're very prideful for that. Yeah. Like I Well, they should be. 
They, they, yeah, and they, they were definitely. I mean, they were, they were showing me a great time. They were showing me like the different type of stuff that they have. There was bourbon that that was so smooth, and and I never heard of it. It's just like different bourbons. Well, it's funny you, you talked about Harlem. So this this idea um, of you know our initial idea was to create a distillery in Harlem, and and to make and to bring a renaissance back to Harlem that had been sort of under the radar from prohibition. And, and, and prohibition times, um, some of my uh, people, so to say, were involved in bootlegging. Right. And so and it, it, there's a lot of stories out there, but the, the truth of the matter is that, like, if you even have, um, you know, Nookie Thompson and Boardwalk Empire aside, they were getting all their booze from Philadelphia, which was controlled by the Philadelphia mob, which was in cahoots with the New York mob, which is cahoots with the guys in Harlem. And all of the whiskey was Canadian club. Right. It was all Canadian whiskey mm-hmm. coming through Buffalo, Watertown, being brought down to Harlem. At that time, the reservoir was still the reservoir, but those pipes were new. The water was that fresh Hudson water. And they were taking a case of whiskey, dumping it in a bathtub in Harlem, many bathtubs, <laughs> <laughs> running the water for five minutes, dumping a bag of sugar, Stirring it up, rebottling everything, putting the capsule back on, dipping it a half turn in black wax, putting it back in a box, taping it up. Half of it would go to Chicago, other half would go to Philadelphia, and they obviously kept their own stash. Of course. And then, then New York always has to have their stash. Right. Yeah. And then in Philly, they may they may cut it again before it went to the wow. next place. And wow. Chicago, they certainly their their batch. They were slicing and dicing like the <laughs> So by the time it got to like people in Wisconsin, it, it was never it made was, it to California. It was twenty it proof. Was like water. Right. It was twenty yeah. proof. It was sugar water. Oh, now that's why they were making their money. So so there's hasn't been there's in historically speaking, there's been some some breweries and some um some some effort to do this in Harlem. And um so this would be an interesting project to do. So before the stoves, they were doing bathtubs. Right before right. they were cooking yeah. up, they were they were chefing yeah. it up in the bathtub. Well, and it was it was <laughs> yeah, and it was take it back there. It was right? actually pretty a pretty big enterprise, and this is really a time when um, there was a, the the um, the Hispanic that that was there was not as it is today, but the blacks, the whites, the Italians, the Polish, um, and and the Jews were really in cahoots. There was no, there wasn't a lot. Harlem was fifty to hundred years advanced to the south. And if you lived in Manhattan and you lived above, I would even venture to say 23rd Street, anything above 59th Street, if you wanted to go out and party and you had money, you went to Harlem. If you were a, a beatnik or you were a stoner or you, were, you went to Greenwich Village. Right. So anyone who wanted to dance and drink whiskey and drink champagne and be beautiful went to Harlem. Mm. And so all the Park Avenue people, white, black, indifferent, they, this is where they went, and this is where the speakeasies, and this is where they had the booze. And the police, who were Irish at the time, just let it go. Because they're like, well, this is the way for, in a stupid law, we're going to arrest everyone. Right. <laughs> right? So they they're contained in this area. They're contained. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they let it happen. So it was, and so when you think about Harlem, a lot of people think that Harlem started in the 60s with the with the the movement of sort of you know the black movement and Martin Luther King and all these other things you know Bobby Kennedy being shot this is when right. the Harlem explodes but this is the the powder keg and the cultural awareness of the of the whole community when i mean the community i mean Atlanta Detroit everywhere was this focus point Harlem was the epicenter of the of the thought process and the movement of why this is important how we're going to address this how are we going to make this relevant? So the brand for me was always whether it was made in Kentucky or or we, or we actually, you know, do end up building a distillery, God willing, in in Harlem. The essence of the brand was always about this inclusiveness and that like urban whiskey is a thing. We're going to make right. it a thing. That's awesome. We there used to be urban whiskey. We made wow. it in the bathtubs. There's no ur- right now. Right. To the thing we just praised Kentucky, how cool it was. Yep. But if you think about it from an urban perspective, these places are trapped by historical confederacy. Hmm. They're trapped in, I hate to say racism, but they don't, like, I'm Italian. Like, I had a dude ask me if I was Italian. 
Are you Italian? <laughs> Italian. Right. I was like, excuse me? There's only one Italian. Right, right. Like, my people taught your people how to, to, to like, think, right? Like, st- yeah. back, back up a bit. Right. <laughs> thing called aqueduct. Okay, get, let's, let's move on. <laughs> That's great. Oh, so, so, anyway, but it, it was interesting because that those those historical hotbeds for whiskey and bourbon don't resonate with at least you know in in a in a front lobe front of your brain way with most urbanites right it does from anyone who's thinking like i want this historically you know even if you're you know you're a whiskey head um it you don't think of like you know you think of crosses burning as much as you do horse racing and whiskey, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, right. so for us to come at it from a place of sort of um, we're we're not we're not trying to appropriate culture. We are the culture. We're going to be music and athletes and cars and just the things that and people the lifestyle and the arts and giving right. back. And so that to me is why it's so powerful. But the I got to ask you this and hold that thought. But no. I got to ask you: How long did you come up with this name Harlem Standard? How long was this in the process of you? Putting this 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 brand and this name together, like when did you say, you know what, I got it. This is the name that it has to be. Like two and a half years ago. Wow. Mm. And, and what made you come up with that name? I I just I, I was thinking about. We get uh, the the Harlem, the standard. I move I moved to 110th Street, um, about seven years ago, and it was um it was a an act of just I had moved kept moving uptown between 20 and 30 blocks over the last 20 years. And it was more space, less rent. More space, less rent. More, you know, gentrification sort of. And and I started to think like about old Harlem and the way that new Harlem is happening and even Spanish Harlem and how that's sort of, you know, they've kind of met in the middle. And it's it's become a fairly um, cool place to live. And um, the rents now are expensive, but when I moved there, it was, it was a, good, a good spot and the food has followed. Right, and so when I thought about Harlem, I thought about Harlem the way people think of Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn is a brand. The brand Brooklyn is a powerful brand. People are wearing T-shirts in Europe. Say Brooklyn, yeah. and they, they think yeah. Brooklyn's Manhattan. They don't even know where Brooklyn right, is. Right, 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 right. But they don't realize it's on Long Island. They do a great, right. yeah, they do a great, they do a great job with <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, but but and so um, and then I started thinking about Brooklyn Brewery because mm-hmm. I had friends that worked there and I've been there on the tour. And, you know, they make like 2.1% of the beer in Brooklyn. Right. The rest is made at Matt's, Matt's Brewery in Utica, New York. But people still see bottles flying by, and okay, it's, it's, it's Brooklyn. So I thought, okay, it doesn't need necessarily to have every drop of this booze needs to be made in Harlem. Eventually, that's our goal. But um, So I thought, well, if we don't make it in Harlem, is it really from Harlem? But the brand is Harlem, right? Whereas the booze is, I wouldn't say irrelevant, um, I would say that it has to have fall, like fall, fall from the relevant. Right. No, and I like what yeah. you said. You yeah. want to actually put the distilleries, I guess, in inside Harlem. That would be pretty. That would be hot. Isn't that amazing though? I mean, that would be that would be a great. That would be a great. Have, people would have just a be taking location. Yeah. yeah, but look, yeah. it's it's a legacy project for me personally. But I think for the community, right? And it's you know we could we could really bring some jobs and some excitement and. You know, it's it's playing Hollywood for this. You know what I mean? I know you already yeah. you already have a location. You're not gonna tell anybody, but I know you, no. you you've been eyeballing something already. I have been. Hopefully, it's something that's still dirt, and just be like, yeah, yeah. just don't even think. Not about only that yet. is he eyeballing it, there's a number of real estate agents that are very interested in helping us and believe in Harlem and the mission. I know Brian hasn't been around lately. People. He's been yeah. he's been busy. He's been yeah. busy this summer. Yeah. Yeah. I like been, to like I like to like sponge off a lot of things he's thinking about. He always comes up with great ideas. Well, you know, let me ask you something, Will. When you are when you are thinking about what these customers ask you to do with these cars, I know you don't want to talk about cars. No, I, talk about, this is I, a, it's a I, car lifestyle yeah, program. I, I, when you what, what you know, are you ever this social with your other guys? Like, because I want to know what these guys would drink. I want, I'm curious with like certain people what they drive. We can match up intellectually what someone drives with what someone drinks. Because to me that would be really fun. Okay, so there's a couple of there's a there's a lot of stuff happening. So a lot of my clients drink honey. Correct. Remy. Correct. Okay. Um Crown. Not so much crown. Jack. A little, yeah. They drink Jack. Um, they do. Hmm. We also uh, 
Ciroc. Um, then obviously, you know, Bel Air, which is, you know, the champagnes. And, you know, yeah. you, you go to the, you right. know, the bubbly stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. then um, Ace of Spades, uh, Ducey. Right. So let's let's go, let's 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 circle back to the cognac for a second. Okay. That's imagine, a good one. Imagine, Manny does a phenomenal job in the brand, and that's and that one they price it right, and they spend a lot of money on advertisement. They do very well. You know, obviously, Manny does a very good job in marketing. marketing. They, ton of marketing. Yeah. They do, yeah. and they, they do a great job. They recognized who was their audience, and they, they do a good job, and they, and they cater to it. Um, imagine though, if if you could tap into the same audience, one percent would be great. One percent, and it's American, and it's Harlem, and it's domestic, and you feel good about it because the reason that some of these people weren't going, Jack Daniels crosses over. It's a Jack Daniels is Levi's, is a is mm-hmm. Chevrolet. Yeah. They they make all right. But also because you know yeah. Keith Richards is drinking Jack Daniels, the Ramones drink Jack Daniels. So like mm-hmm. this is in the fabric of America, right? It's ingrained. Yeah. It's ingrained. Yeah. Whereas yeah. some of these other brands are redneck, they just yeah. they just are right. Right. And uh, they got rednecks on the on the on the cover on the labels. Mm-hmm. They got rednecks in the story. <laughs> the, you know, you know that they got dogs that would probably chase you in the hundred years ago. Eat you up and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and more so, than that, probably. Right. Right. So the point is, is this is why it's not a shocker to me that the, that, that this community has gravitated towards. They want to drink whiskey. They're drinking French whiskey. They're drinking. Right. They know it's cognac, but right. it's the same sort of like if, if I put a Harlem and Coke against a uh, Henny and Coke, it's the same result. You're just as happy, right? Right. But right. But now that's us, and it's our project, and it's our time. Right. So uh, I think that's this is this is where the growth will come from. And that's why we get involved in this. Yeah. I think. Oh, you think? Right. Yes. I, I think. We're, we're, yeah. we're in from the beginning. So yeah, just I don't know if you guys have been listening. OG. Ground yeah, floor. Market. Market down. It's about the. It really something's about the bubble very soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like Harlem's Harlem standard. I I like it number one because the brand, what you're talking about, what you're standing for. Mm-hmm. You know, just 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 a little bit of the history that you just gave us and gave me. Yeah. About all of the past history where everything gravitated from Harlem and then we sent it out to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. to Chicago, and then by the time it gets to Wisconsin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm listening to everything you said. Right. So and, it's and, like, it just, it just right. makes a lot of sense. And, and no, it's just, that's why we're gonna make this brand. And it's gonna, listen, it does take time. It does. It takes time. There's gonna be a lot of doors closing, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I mm-hmm. think there's more doors, you know, o- more doors opening. You know what yes. it is? No, too. no, but there's yeah. doors. No. But, but you gotta knock. Doors close, you no, have to knock. Have, no, but I'm saying no. There's always a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. But for each no, there's also a yes to. It's a setup for the yes. And then, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. that's the way I look at things. I mean, yeah. is it 100? I mean, I'm at a different. You know, basically, right now I'm in a different place in my life now. Right. Where no, there is a lot of yeses, and there's a lot more doors opening. God is great. Right. You know what I'm saying? But. And the process when you are, you know, but start. You I don't forget. I don't forget how, when you start a brand, how long and how hard it takes to get there. And there is a lot of no's and there is a lot of naysayers and stuff like that. But that's okay. That makes you more driven and make you more yep. focused to, mm-hmm. to make it happen. And that's that's what this is all about. Like, and that's what I that's what I'm I, that's what intrigues me about the whole Harlem standard. It's like but this the, is something the, from the, the beginning. But you got but you got something. But you got something great. That's what I'm saying. Props back gave you the props you stayed in your lane you're doing your thing unabashedly even our interactions were like you know there was some moments and it was like we got through them and i have my car and i'm happy and you're happy that i'm happy yep. like you have a genuine happiness for me right and i and i genuinely want to see he you washed do- this car today I knew, I, knew, this car, this, I knew this car wasn't that i said this car looks amazing like when i first gave it to him I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so i i had this i had this presence of mind i'm like I, i'm gonna go out and see this guy you know we've been, we've been planning this 10 times over and I better get my fucking car washed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't drive all the way out here and, not, yeah. and have no, a No, but it looks car. good though. Even though you, I mean, even though you're driving it in the city, I mean, this is a city car. That's what I love about my my clients and my. They become not just clients; they become friends. And, right. And he's driving this car. He goes, "Yo, yeah. well, I need this car." I remember 
we had it for an extra like I don't know maybe about an extra week and a half maybe I, I don't know a week or two but I'll tell you it was the wife was starting to get yeah, bleeding on his neck and he was like yo we gotta go on some up trips he's holding up a three over there you're messing up you're messing up my no. summer right now I need this truck no, so I was like no, oh my, man my it's w- unique three weeks <laughs> uh, it yeah. was it was and I and, I, and I, it was funny because balancing that balancing act was the true test of how you build a friendship. Because when you, when you have you know, you know, I, you know, I only met your wife for a hot minute, and she seems lovely, and I'm, I'm, I'm she's an amazing person, from what I can tell, and, Thank you. and as my wife is, but, but, and you tell your wife that you just, you know, the car that we have that we're paying to be in the garage is in Long Island, and we have to rent a car on a holiday weekend. She fucking blows her stack. Like she like, <laughs> that's real life, people. Yeah, that's real life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, I'll, I'll lend you the Jeep for the weekend. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. right. Joe was just like, hey, Will, do you think that we... I said, no, it's not going to happen. This, <laughs> this thing has to come out right. And, you know, it's just... We was, we was like... He right wasn't painting no bolts. No, we were like <laughs> at a stage where the truck was like, no, we have to do a little bit more work on this truck so he really gets the full happiness. Like, I right. just was like, we could shortchange it but why are we going to do that? Because right. he has to go somewhere. I'm like, that's right. Let's hold it. I know she's going to be upset, but, no, but they're going to have the car for for now on. Right. And it's like, years, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah, like yeah, that yeah. one trip. I get it. You know, I can I can hear the frustration, and that what that's what happens. Sometimes it does happen, but that's oh, but, part- that, but, that, but that is that's our origin story, and yes. that's why we became friends because we overcame something. It wasn't. It's not like I sent it to Jiffy Lube and like, where's my car? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm getting. You know, I sent them pictures. I said, listen, your car's all apart. We not. <laughs> it's not. It's not like, he's texting me pictures. You, get, you, get, you, you can drive around with the fender. Right. You can drive with the fender off. <laughs> no, no front bumper, no light. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this car's apart. It's like it's it needs to be done the right way. Or, or my but, my old man's gonna bug out. Like Phil's gonna be like lose a gasket. So uh, not, but no, but it, it no, looks but, amazing. It looks no, updated but, exactly what I, I wanted it to look like. It looks good. It's, it, and, it looks like it came out of our showroom yesterday yes. in the car. I don't know what year it, it looks. Is, but, uh, I, I had I had a guy stop me. He's like, "What year is that?" There you go. That's what you want them to right. say. Right. That's right. That means they they don't know. That's they right. think it's new. Right. Well, it's obviously not new because it has that front grill that, of that but, vintage. But it could, you know, from 06 to 13. But they that, don't know. They don't know if it's 13 or six. Mine's they know six. it's custom. Right. I know they it's, know it's right. hot. They I'm know it's 2006. Right. And people would mistake it for 13. So you just bought me seven years of. Uh, yeah. And I and I drove and I drove that car. And he tried to keep it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this shit drives really good <laughs> for an 06. Right. I'm like, the guy now I know why. Like good brand care new. He, he took it. very good care of it. Yeah, I, I had it on the LIA. I was like, yeah. wow, this thing is smooth. Like yeah, it's fast too. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great truck. So I'm glad you're happy with that. And but but what, what happened? You didn't bring any whiskey. Well. Hold now on. I want to hear this one. Before we get you know to what? that, we got to take a quick break. Yeah, we're going to talk about the whiskeys. Yeah. The whiskeys. But, you know, we'll be right whiskeys, back. Whiskeys. The bourbon. The 111. <laughs> this episode of Unique Radio is brought to you by the Hot Wheels Legends Tour. Do you have what it takes to become a legend? Enter your car into the competition or come and witness the epic event. Each shop will include life-size Hot Wheels fleet of cars, photo ops, Hot Wheels Kid Zone, car and pop culture influencers, and much, much more. For more information, visit them on the web at hotwheels.mattel.com. As the originator of aftermarket performance exhaust systems, Borla Performance products are unique in three ways. They are made from exotic materials such as stainless steel, titanium, and carbon fiber. They come with a warranty that outlasts a vehicle's life, and their muffler design allows for a bolt-on and easy fit. For more than three decades, hundreds of other exhaust suppliers have attempted to copy our winning formula, but haven't come close. Borla Performance remains the world's leader in upgrades for performance exhaust systems. Borla Performance, leader in performance exhaust systems and induction. This segment of Unique Radio is powered by the legendary brands of Harman International, including JBL, AKG, and Soundcraft. Connected car, connected services, lifestyle audio, or professional solutions, the brands of Harman International have you covered. Visit them on the web at harman.com. H-A-R-M-A-N.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Unique Radio. And uh, 
So where do you see the plans? When are you going to be launching this in the stores? Where do we find it? What is the packaging going to look like? I'm excited. I want to know exactly what this, bo- yeah, what is this bottle going to look like? Uh, give me a visual of this. Well, let, let me take your questions in reverse order. So what uh, the packaging, it's, it's kind of unique because th- this is where this radical humility that we talked about earlier, I'm trying to employ this where the first mistake most entrepreneurs who try to get into the whiskey space or any any liquor space is they, spirits is tough. Spirits is tough, and then they the industry. Yeah. Then they yeah. go ape ape crazy about like my bottle's got to be the best, and they spend you can spend you know eighty thousand or two hundred eighty thousand dollars doing a custom bottle that has you know. Um, glitz and all glamour. kind of glitz oh, and yeah. glamour and, and embossments and squares and and so and they and they and packaging is critically important. So I'm not diminishing the fact that that is a, a huge factor in why Marketing. people people mar- gravitate towards a certain bottle. Right. I'm you know maybe it was you know luck or um, we were presented with a bottle from one of our glass suppliers. After after rejecting probably sixty other bottles that were stock wow. stock bottles that could be could be modified to our needs, and my my idea was to have this sort of squattier bottle that that um, that felt like you could hold it in one hand, and that in a miniature version would look like something you put in your your hip pocket or your 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 your, your jacket pocket. Nice, like you were like the doorman. You came to a speakeasy and the dude. It's like a flask. Right, there's a line. He's yeah. like, you know, take a nip on this while you're waiting. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so we ended up finding a um, 1947 Amaretto bottle from Italy that the patent had run out on after 50 years. Right. So we, it had been abandoned. Wow. And so I was looking through and the, guy, the glass guy said, well, we could get this one, but the minimum order is 16,630 bottles. Oh, but you can buy the patent for 200 bucks. Oh, so I was like, "Well, that's that's what we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll do." And then when the invoice came in for the sixteen thousand bottles, <laughs> I, I, right? I called. I called Joe. A real small. I called Joe. I called Joe Sturzinger. He goes, yeah. "Come on with that paper, because you know what? You got sixteen bottles to sell. Right? Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. So no, because that's the minimum run. Right? They're not going to wind up the machine." Right until you but know. That's a great. That's a great score, though. That's a great story that you went. You, you turned down 60, 000, uh, 60 bottles, and right. you came up with this one from nineteen forty six. And a bottle yeah, yeah. hasn't been made for how long? They haven't made. So, the so problem was yeah. that they they had to they had to look at the original blueprints, and they're like, oh, we do have the mold for this because the reason that's it becomes as when you make the mold, making the mold can be eighty grand, right? Because tell me, you captured this in content. Oh my God! So no, no. As far as like video, when you were going through this process of, you, I hope so. Luck, luckily, not, I'm, we'll I'm, a stu- I'm a student. This. I'm a student of uh, history, and uh, I saw some like some you know old Beach Boys documentaries. Because that's cool. I man. saw some old documentaries where even like Kurt Cobain had like they were videotaping stuff like in nice. Seattle mm-hmm. back when like no one thought they would ever be anything. That's priceless, man. So we have so our creative director Christian who Joe and Joe's here is our finance guy and Will's here is our car whiskey ambassador that's now. Uh, so but look this the kind of shit that we documented is is priceless. It's origin story, first bottling, first bottling line. Like we were down in Kentucky, and if you know, um, if I said that fifty-one percent of the population, I see If I said they're obese, that would be generous. Everyone, half the people I met were lovely but hideously overweight, and I just think it's this this place. That this place where you're like the food is rich and the lifestyle is rich and I don't know but anyway so we go to this our bottom we were bottling line four and there was eleven women on our line and like three supervisors that were men and then like three or four other like random box people so we had sixteen people on our line running our so we did two hundred milliliters we did seven fifty milliliters we did whiskey at ninety proof wow American whiskey ninety proof and nice. we did we did bourbon four grain bourbon so what i mean by four grain is there's corn there's wheat there's rye right and there's barley malt that's 
We don't have any rights to that music. Shut it off, please. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Actually I, have the, I have the rights to that music. Right. I, I, I hit that bum by mistake. <laughs> so, so we... Just to give you a little... So I, we, were, we were doing this pilot, and I said, it just came to me. It was like, I said to the supervisor, tell everyone on this line that when this is done, they all get a bottle of Harlem Standard on us because this is the first time and there, there'll never be another first. So we videotaped the whole thing. That's awesome. And they're like, legally we're not allowed to do that, but we'll make it happen. So meanwhile, every one of these people, all these women came up to us and were like, thank you so much. No one really gives a shit about us. Um, we're just the people that make this stuff happen. But like, you know, cause we were there, we were in the way, we were videotaping, we were paying the ass. Right. And I was like, and, covering and then, it is but, a pain sometimes. But, but, well, sometimes, but, that, but you got to cover, you got to capture the moment. Yeah, but giving them a $30 bottle, what, what, so that cost the brand 500 bucks. But and it's, it's priceless. It's priceless. priceless. Right. It's priceless. It's priceless. It, and, and it was the it's right thing. It was also the right thing to do. It was the right yeah. thing to do. Yes. Yeah. And they and were you, all gave like, them, you gave them props. No, but they're like, I was at the first bottling of this. I met those guys, that crazy guy from New York, his his weird friend from Nashville. I had Christian come in from Miami. We had Nashville, Miami, and New York City, you know, come coalesce wow. on Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. And Joe was just mad that he wasn't able to come because I think it was his like... I know, Joe, you don't make it to a lot of things. You're the finance guy, so I guess you don't really like, you know... He's here tonight. Yeah. I know. I, that yeah, says I, something. I take very few vacations, but most important thing is well, the wife, and we were down in Miami for three days, so we switched places. And you were hanging, out with, the, and than, you were hanging out with the basketball guy. Yeah, you don't need another body there. We had, we had the well, important if you guys. Want, there, if yeah. you want to know the truth, look, Will's my Long Island guy, but really Joe, deep down, if I'm on Long Island, I don't call Joe, he's going to lose his mind. So... <laughs> <laughs> nice. So he has to come. He has to be here. And so, um, we're happy he's here tonight. So we had a little sneak peek of some music and, you know, we saw a little bit of the bottling. But right. when when I heard you describing, you know, the the kind of origin story for this and, and what your idea was, the first thing that popped into my mind was Harlem, Prohibition, jazz, you know, club. What does music, what does music mean to this brand? Well, I mean, look. Uh, Everything. Look. Uh, yeah, that that is true. But but let me put it in perspective for you. If the brand is about anything, um, from a taste profile and the way you feel, the brand is smooth. At 111 proof, wow. we are, we are on our bourbon, it is one of the smoothest bourbons out there. And I can say that unapologetically because we use barley malt, 2.5% barley malt, and that is one of the secrets. Also, the our level of wheat makes the bourbon have some bite, but it also is smooth. So when you taste a bourbon at 111 proof, but it also is smooth, and you can have it neat or on the rocks or, or make a drink with it, it is so versatile. And also, you need one shot. You don't need to like, right? It's a special right. product. Um, and so that's part of it. And then music. So for me, music is oxygen, right? Like music is a soundtrack of your life music is music is oxygen so for this brand you know we, we we thought about this long and hard we actually created a playlist and now i know you're mr engineer so mm -hmm. i'm gonna have you have you plug this right now but on spotify we came up with harlem standard so we have a harlem standard playlist on spotify and you're going to get everything from bobby womack to like oh bobby womack <laughs> tell me that's the one I told you you're gonna be lonely now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the things that you, you ain't got, what you ain't got, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. my shit right now. Right. <laughs> so that's on my top so of my playlist. We have about a three and a half hour playlist on Spotify. It's we just put it up. I think we only have you know a few hundred followers, but it again, it's brand new. It's exciting, and it's really this thing you put on, and it's like. I put it on at work. I know that, like this is sort of like um you know I'm dealing to the devil here, but I play it and I'm like I lose track of an hour, and I've right. gotten a lot done. So it's one of those things where you're thinking like that's really the soundtrack. It's not elevated music. It's this. Right. It's just sort of a. It feels good, and it's, it's the vibe. It, it's a vibe. It's an nice. absolute vibe. Remember when like I don't know if you guys well Will's old enough, but. There was a. I, I Why am I old enough? Because you're my age. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, no, but there was this place in 
there was this place in time in, in Paris. It was called the Cost Hotel, C-O-S-T-E-S. So they had a bunch of soundtracks of just the music they would play at the hotel when you were hanging out and drinking and looking at supermodels. Mm. And then it became this massive sort of like underground, then overt sort of playlist. And you played the stuff and it was like, it just brought you to this place. Like if you put on Ibiza music, you you, you have a you have a feeling. You put on you rap music, there. you have a feeling. You, you have there. classic rock, you go there. Mm. So this, this hotel cost, was it, which is nothing like the Harlem Standard playlist, but it is exactly like the Harlem Standard playlist because wow. it brings you to a place, it takes you to a place where it's your safe place, and uh, yeah. and you can enjoy what you're doing without it being like the music dominates. When did you launch that off? I didn't know about that this uh, before the summer. When did you launch that off? We're, we're up to a lot of stuff. Well, right now yeah. I see that. That wasn't. <laughs> this is definitely a few months ago. Yeah, I, I see this. I saw them. I saw them. You know Mercedes. what I'm excited for? He sneak when when we there. finally get our bottle, right? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to have it and that, I'm going to listen to the playlist. That's the drinking podcast. Yeah. 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 Jimmy's That'll definitely uh, yeah. into the bourbon. So I, I, yeah. I can't wait to taste it too. I want to have a shot with, with, with you, Brian, and also Joe. And, 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 you know, we have to have a shot. So, yeah. so the, the, I'm sorry. Did I also oh, launching? So, we are now in a compliance place, which is a boring topic. But just suffice it to say that by October and early November, Harlem standards should be available in Harlem, SEMA, awesome, and Greater New York City. Um, for you, um, you know, hillbillies here in Long Island, I'm sure we'll make some arrangements to get some bottles out here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> one six. But one let me six. tell you, that's the perfect time for me, anyway. For bourbon, I love right. having fireplace. having a nice yeah fireplace Ooh, cigar yeah. winter warm you up a little oh yep. yeah yep perfect listen bourbon you can drink all the time you listen, can if you're a drinker you if there's drink a, all the time if there's it's a perfect about, time oh it's the one time I'm it's the drink. fall let That's me let sure. me ask you well when you have have you ever done a car for someone or a, a jeep or something where they had like a full full on bar in the back. Like um, you know how the limos have used have that cheesy done that in Bentleys, right? <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. We yeah. did it in a Bentley where it rolls out a whole bar, and you can right. do a tail like a tailgate thing. Um, I do them a lot in the Mercedes. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Guys that like to get driven in their cars, they'll put like a little mini bar in the back. Right, 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 right. I mean, I don't think it's a, a good idea to have a bar when no. you're driving. So basically, in the back. <laughs> right. Yeah, in yeah. the back. Yeah. Definitely. No, yeah. Yeah. The cars with the driver. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Driver. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they got solo cups for. Hey, I don't condone that. Drive no. safely. Right. No, just and drink responsibly. Come on, come on, kids. Don't drink. Don't drive. Do not drink. No, but, but have you done like the limo scene and those? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's where you do a lot of that work. Yeah. And, yes. You know, balls, and that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But where do, where do we find, you know, on social? Do you have a social? Well, I mean. Instagram, as, Twitter. As, where can they find you? As you would expect, um, we, we have all the IP which is intellectual property for the brand and the trademark for the brand. So Instagram is Harlem Standard, at Harlem Standard. Facebook's at Harlem Standard. Twitter's at Harlem Standard. And our, our website, which is kind of a landing page at this point, but we're in development of making a pretty interactive website, um, is also HarlemStandard.com. So Perfect. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I like it. it. Very consistent. Yeah. It's all around. And then... Uh, and one of the things that we're looking forward to, and obviously you two will be among the guest list, is when we launch this brand, we're going to have a speakeasy. And we're going to do pop-up speakeasies in every city we launch in. So nice. we're going to bring... Of course, starting in Harlem. Of course, starting in Harlem. But we bring the who's who... So we got to do a launch party in November out there. Yeah, Done. absolutely. You're invited. Yeah, we got to do that. You got to roll, you gotta roll in with that, that Merc. Oh, we're going to do something. Merc. What Merc? What Merc is that? I don't have a Merc. What Merc? Oh, the one in the driveway. Oh, that's your buddies. That's right. No, that's a customer's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Well, listen, stay tuned uh, for next week. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And we're sounding off. This is Unique Radio. Follow us on social media at We Unique Radio. That's We Unique Radio.